It is the evening of the 21st of May 2019. Welcome to the PBE Daily Early Mornings and Late Nights Podcast. My name is Point Blank Yvombi. I was right. A cold hit. I actually made sure that I kept my hoodie on the entire day in the office. The sun did peak, but I kept the hoodie on. My whole thinking was if I keep my body hot enough, it'll make the symptoms actually kind of subside. The only reason I'm actually able to even have a proper vocal level conversation right now is because I think I've reached a certain peak where I can write this up before my voice decides to disappear. Hopefully it will not, but I was debating the kind of topic I'd actually cover tonight, but before we get to that, as always, let's recap on the day. The day went well. Two pieces of animation that I prepared for yesterday, I actually got to animate the two and I prepped another one. So I'm still keeping the count up as I keep getting rid of the stuff that's easy enough to animate in the process because here's the thing that actually I find harder than anything else. I, When I'm prepping dramatic scenes or dramatic reactions from characters, I try as much as possible to make sure I either drag out the pieces of frames that are maybe have to be put in place or I'll lead up to it in a way that when you're watching it, you get to feel what's happening in the in the characters and the whole changing of dynamic that I've been doing of actually animating other stuff that is supposed to be tied into the rest of the animation is going well and there's certain numbers I was hoping to hit and they're going in that direction. Aside from that when I was making my way home uh, I figured I'd pick up a few remedies to help me through the cold that I'm about to have and one of them is I do not want to take meds yet. When you start medicating way too early it just messes everything up so I have to make sure I do that timing and aside from that i told myself that i'm going to put a few coins aside to make sure the sound quality goes right and i'm just about to make a payment to try get another microphone to make sure this podcast sounds proper because the only excuse should be i slept and i didn't do the podcast it shouldn't be the equipment so taking care of that another thing i did when i got home was i checked on a trailer that at first i was skeptical but then i think as much as we overthink the word spoilers i think we just have to sometimes just accept that Spoiler or not, watch it and find your own perspective. If if anything you've learned from my podcast so far in this past couple of days, I have my own individual perspective. I don't impose anything on anyone else and I don't try too hard to be seen as collaborative to the content that has been created, but I just find my own personal objective decision. So my goal is to be objective with how you perceive and accept certain products. So that's the whole idea of PBE dailies. We we want you to have to make for yourself, regardless of how anybody tries to spoil anything for you. And the trailer that I watched was a trailer for Bad for Bad. It's being done by CW, a channel which I don't really take seriously because everything they make is super corny and it it feels triggered towards or targeted towards teenagers. And I am not a teenager, so I can't even abide or adhere to what they say. And there were certain words in the trailer, and I was yeah. As much as I was trying to see if I'm going to be resistant to the idea of the character, but it helped justify a few elements into the costume of the character. So I was like, okay, I'll give them this one. I'll give them this one. And since watching that trailer, I started jumping into other things that actually I have curiosity about. And I was looking at this short, like, two-minute uh, breakdown of a potential documentary I need to revisit. And it was Bram Stoker. And I was checking out Bram Stoker because I've always been a, a fan of the character Dracula. And to be honest... Whenever the, the debate becomes Dracula or 
like vampire or werewolf, I always go werewolf because hey, that guy can walk in the day, he can actually do his stuff, he just has to worry about when the moon comes out. And I love that. So when the comparison comes, I'll always be a werewolf. In and out, I'll always be a werewolf. And it actually made me think about fantasy stories, mythical stories, and mystery stories. And when I when I take look back, there's a time I was watching this, I, was, I binged on this series on Netflix called I think it was Myths and Mysteries or Mysteries and Myths, one of the two and it basically covered a lot of what mythical stories existed and how they were through broken telephone or through translation turned into what whatever we abide to or fall in love with today as far as different narratives for example, the idea of um, the Holy Trinity and how far back they would go into history to find pieces that actually lead to what we call the Holy Trinity um it kind of also ties back to the story that I was talking about with the, with the book in the first week of this podcast, the book uh, A Story of the World by Andrew Marr, where when uh, a people, even in the Stone Age, as they were coming out of the Stone Age to become, to start to have degrees of civilization, whenever they'd panic about a specific thing, they'd wish for that thing to not go right, right, right uh, not, not go wrong, sorry. And it was based upon... Like, you know certain times of the year you expect rain, so you tell yourself, please, I hope it rains this time. And as a result, by feeling that, and coincidentally, maybe it happened that the rain came. So they feel that if I keep on doing that, the rains will keep on coming. So that would be considered the birthplace of prayer. And the Holy Trinity was basically a worship of the solar system. Now, we keep on saying that the people who came before us were, were kind of less educated than we were yet they were able to navigate uh, the, the seas and they were able to navigate geographically through the, using their bare eyes and for example we keep on telling ourselves that there may be levels that we have advanced further than the people who came before us but I submit these following statements as examples that you should probably go confirm or deny there's another book you should consider looking at called um, Mastery by Robert Greene. Now, mastery talks about when you, how it takes time for you to actually master a, a craft that you're really good at, or to really make sure it's like almost second nature to do something you truly enjoy doing. And there's a story in there about people who, like a native people who were not touched by civilization, and by civilization I mean they were not touched by the West, and they are able to navigate the open seas because they can read the currents. If you remember the movie Moana, for those who haven't watched it, please take the time to go watch it. Disney's Moana, there's a moment where they're teaching the, the young lady, spoiler alert, they're teaching the young lady how to navigate through currents. And uh, Maui, the, the, the god, puts his hand and he, through feeling of the current, he could tell which way to turn the boat. Now, based upon that and looking at the, put, there's a hand gesture he, he put up in the movie. You can actually see these clips on YouTube. It's a hand gesture he puts up, and through that, he could actually use it to navigate where the Northern Star was so that it makes sure that they're moving in the right direction. Now, these are people who we consider non-intelligent. If you go through the book Mastery, there's a chapter that actually describes this kind of native people and how they used to do those kind of navigations and were able to move from place to place. There's another story I, I, I saw. It was, I think it, uh, the professor's called Ivan Van Sertima, or Van Sertim, of his name, but it's Ivan Van Sertima. And he was talking about uh, how the, the people of the Congo 
were able to make their way all the way to the, to the Pacific Ocean and, and past that and make their way to Ireland and things like that. And it was based upon certain currents they knew that would happen in certain times of the year. Now, if you're able to navigate through certain currents, that there's nothing stopping you from being anywhere in the world, correct? And it's alleged that St. Patrick's Day, and as a whiskey lover, this kind of hurts me, St. Patrick's Day is born from an Irish monk who completely massacred the black natives who used to spend time with the druids and taught the druids their faith. And apparently those druids were taught their faith and shared the faith with the pygmies of the Congo. It's all alleged. I cannot factually state this, but it's somewhere in the deep, dark place called the internet where I found this information before. I just have to revisit it again. Maybe there's more information that's come out since then. And the whole idea of myths and mysteries, I've always, I've always been super curious about what African myths and mysteries have existed and we haven't taken advantage of to make stories come to life. Like, take for example, the story of uh, in Nyanza, there's this tree called the Nyamgondo tree. That tree is of a man who betrayed his wife, who was a goddess of the lake. Lake, which we still call Victoria, even if that bitch never saw the, the lake in the first place. But in Victoria, and in the place where this gentleman betrayed the love and, and wealth that was given to him by this goddess, he was turned into a tree and it still stands to this day, and that area still has footprints of the cattle that walked back into the water and the water disappeared in that specific area. Now, so mythical stories like those, I'm sure there are more mythical stories that exist that could be actually tied to that and be made into something. One of my, one of the comic book artists and, and illustrators I truly respect called Salim Busuru, he actually took time to make illustrations of some of those deities and those mystery stories and mythical stories and his drawing style is one drawing style I truly admire because it actually brings that look out so perfectly and it's only last month I think or, or the month before that I, I learned that he's a big fan of Mark Millar the illustrator and creator of Hellboy and when I look at his work if you, if you have the time go on Instagram and look for Avandu Productions or look for Salim Bosuru or Bosuru and you'll see this guy's work his African art is the truth these kind of deities the African continent doesn't really take advantage of all this because we're so saturated and bombarded by stuff that is western civilization so we, we, we question if we can actually make our stories come to life or do we have to taint them or switch them up in one way or another another person I give respect to for playing around with myths and making myths come to life is a, a writer called uh, Mutende and Mutende is a person who I worked with on one of his on one of his novels called Shadow Walkers which is now trying to adapt into uh, comic books. I've, I did the first chapter of his book as well as the comic book world adaptation and we're hoping to release the second issue sometime later this this year and his his aim is to hit July. I am yet to even start illustrating or sketching the, the pages and I already have one book I'm late on because I'm still working on the children's book. There were three books that were supposed to be done by this time of the year. And I gotta admit that certain other opportunities are supposed to happen in my career, in my other careers as far as television is concerned, and we have to turn them down so I could just lock myself in a cave and have you guys to answer to for how that progress is going. But if the career can open up to me once, it can open up to me again. I think it's just it's important for me to do things right and not to mess, mess myself up. But then again, 
Let me go back to where this rabbit hole was born from. Myths and mysteries. I've loved how in history, we'll take a historical figure and make a mythical tale about the character. It becomes this awesome and monumental story. Like take for example the character Dracula. The fact that it's based upon loosely, very, very loosely, on a cha- of a chap called Vlad the Impaler. Many people hated the, the movie Dracula Untold, but I loved the casting, I loved the story, because it was trying to really adapt to what Bram Stoker did before, but some things cannot be replicated, they can just be adapted to the future, and I, I've always wanted to make a perfect horror and a perfect love story. I hope to do those things in the future, and I will revisit this tale about trying to tell a perfect love story, and will share my fears and my potential ways of telling those stories in the, in the coming days, and just bear with me. Because these rapid holes keep on coming and coming. But today I felt it was important to touch on mythical creatures and myst- and mystical ideas. And let you know that I've always wanted to make more adaptations of this. Not only the ones that I'm working on that were created by others, but some created by myself. So we'll see how that plays out. As far as tonight goes, that was tonight's podcast. I intend to make the illustration in a bit for the cover of this particular mysteries and myths. Uh, tale and hopefully by the time I wake up tomorrow morning the remedies I've chosen tonight will make sure my voice is good and my sniffles are gone because I cannot afford to have a cold by the time Friday hits because I have a concert on Saturday and I want to make sure that concert goes smoothly I really want to make sure I impress I'm, I'm, I'm that kind of guy I have to impress every time I get on the microphone so wish me well wish me luck say it with me Caesar I want nothing at all God bless everybody let's talk tomorrow